Kyle? Yes. All righty. Season two. I know a lot of people have been wanting this one because I know we've been rather busy. But if you guys do not already know, this is the Trigger Happy Chatterbox. This is the world's greatest detective. Awesome. This is dead back. Now, I realize that this is not the usual setup. I'm at my girlfriend's house, and, well, for the most part, I'm recording on a really sketchy call recorder, which, yo, Kyle was like, yo, Dead Bat brought to you by Sketch. Yeah, Dead Bat brought to you by Sketch. Is your significant other cheating on you? Get a call recorder. <laughs> you find out a lot of shit, and you get to get publicized all over the place. Oh, man. But, um... I do know for certain that there's a lot of things that um, a lot of people wanted us to talk about. Uh, a lot of shit at the fan when we were gone. So um, I'm trying to think of where we left off like last. I know it was when we were talking about Cobra Kai and all that other stuff, which, of course, you know, we gave, you know, good, good reviews on that and everything. Um, but different season, whatever. Um, I know for sure we should probably talk about the Comic-Con stuff first, good sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro. Um, for those that are in the not know-how, obviously San Diego Comic-Con was going on uh, before the, you know, month was up. And uh, the trailers. You know. Yeah, we got, um, what did we get? I think we got a new Venom trailer. A new Aquaman trailer, a new Shazam trailer. We got we got a whole lot of stuff. Um, yeah, quite a bit, man. It's crazy. I don't. I mean, to even think about, because I mean, first of all, we we will we will specify saying we saw all these trailers, and obviously, me and Kyle have our opinions on each one of them. Um, Kyle, where would you like to start off at first, good sir? Oh Jesus! Uh, let's uh, let's start with Venom. Yeah, because I figured we we have a lot more notes for every other movie. This movie, I mean, I don't have much of notes for. Um, yeah, we might as well start off with Venom. Um, as many of well, many of the internet have seen it. We saw the uh, final trailer, which of course the movie's coming out in October. Um, mm, I don't know, man. This movie put is putting more bad than good in my opinion. Did you did you also see the oh no, Venom's gonna have to fight another symbiote coming from a mile away? Yeah. I figured that was gonna happen. Um although you know, I haven't delved very much into the Venom mythos, but uh my understanding is that the symbiote that we're getting and fighting at this point is a riot, is his name? Okay. Um, so, not Carnage, which would have made the fans very happy. Um, because personally, if I had written it, it would have been, um, Eddie working into the, uh, the whole symbiote thing along with the serial killer, Cletus Cassidy. But, yeah. uh, that's not even going that. Which, I know a while ago, it was rumored that Woody Harrelson would be playing, uh, Carnage. Uh, which, I mean, I would be down for. I think he would be, by the way, that's a car in the background. Um, it just sounds like to me it would have it would have actually made a lot of sense. That would be the one thing that I would have been like, you know what, that actually is cool with me. Because 
Woody Harrelson is a pretty good actor. He's a he's a three four dimensional actor. He could probably pull it off, you know. Yeah. So I mean, he has the pedigree to make a sadistic character. Um, however, I would not want to have Woody Harrelson's carnage in this shit. Yeah, I mean, granted, there are some great aspects about it. Like, Matt's physical appearance looks interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's there's going to be some stuff that, you know, you don't like about it. Like, the white veins are weird to me. Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, the fact that when the Venom symbiote forms over him, he's just, he becomes this, like, talking mountain. And I'm just like, all right, well, um... Well, the physics dictate that mass has to be somewhere, so where does the venting suit go when it's not on him? Yeah. Uh, but that could just be me and my ignorance to the, uh, the venom mythos. The symbiote thing is just, it's, I mean, well, I love how they say symbiote. You know, it, we all know it's symbiote. It bothers me to death. You know one thing I have to point out, though? Whenever you see the beginning of the trailer, it's in association with Marvel. You know they fucked up when they have to say, listen, we're just working with these guys. Yeah, um, God, because if there's one thing Marvel's proven is that they can do their characters justice. Yeah. And do it consistently. Oh, yeah. Um, I would love to see a full-on Venom in Marvel. Um, like, you know, fingers crossed for Spider-Man Far From Home, like, please. Um, there is some hope. Both times want to see it. You know, what was it? Tom Holland wants it. Tom Hardy actually said he would kick the shit out of him. I was like, let's go. Like, in San Diego, they had a huge uh, huge panel for Venom, and they brought it up. They were like, yo, you know, with Tom Holland, would you would you want to duke it out, Venom versus Spider-Man? And he, he chuckled like Brock would on the idea of fighting Parker. I was like, yes, I, I'm down for this. That's, that's, like, one of the only things that can get me really excited for this is uh, – in this movie in particular is seeing Spider-Man versus Venom um, done right, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I think, I think Toby Maguire was a great Spider-Man, but the, the Venom that they had, just, the actor was all right, but the, the, the CGI was just not there. The suit looked so bad. It did. It was so abysmal. To think that they actually had something different for... Spider-Man 3 in terms of, not Topher Grace who played uh, Eddie Brock, but for uh, for Peter Parker being that he had like this, he had the iconic suit, but like what Sam Raimi was saying was, it looked like a, it, it looked like Spider-Man on a porno, and I'm just like, did you read the comics at all? Like, you realize what yeah. you have here looks so much better than what you had, and, and I know they were trying to match the movie style, but not everything has to match the movie style. Yeah. Um, I do, I do like how they are trying to characterize Venom better, though. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed that, um, he's referring to himself as we, which is, a, which is good, like, that was the one line that people took away that was like, oh shit, we're actually getting a Venom movie where he said we are Venom. Yeah, you're supposed, yeah, that's how he's supposed to be. I mean, it was okay. I'm definitely going to catch it in theaters, um, probably with Jacob, if anything, so I can, you know, if I don't like it, I can either get pissed off after the, uh, after the movie. Yeah. 
like I said, not much of note, but the movie's about, like, what, two months away, so, you know, may, hell, maybe you and me and Jacob can go see it. I mean, I'm sure that I'm going to try to, you know, try to get down there and, and up or up there to go ahead and see it with you guys, so um, maybe all of us can rage all together, you know? Yeah. But um, as for that, I know that was for Venom. I know there was many other trailers that actually leaked as well. There was... Um, well, first of all, before we get to this, I know I'm—I know out of the two of us, I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. I have to mention the Dragon Ball Z Brawly movie that's coming out in, in, in January, and I'm so fucking excited for this. Um, <clears throat> dude, um, first things first, Toriyama, which is the creator, is actually, he's canon, I can't even remember if I say this, he's canonizing, which sounds hilarious to me by saying that, uh, he's making Brawly canon, which, if you're not familiar with Brawly... Was he not before? Yeah, Brawly was not canon. That's the thing about Really? It. Yeah, Brawly was not canon. Brawly was, like, some other shit. He was... He, was, he just did a spin-off? Yeah, he was, like, yeah, no spin-off movies they had on DVD. Like, he was one of those characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... And for those that don't know, Brawly, pretty much in a nutshell, is the Hulk of the DBZ universe. Like, he really is. Um, and for those that grew up with Brawly, you should be like, uh, or yeah, because I'm, I'm in that, that ballpark. Um, the movie looks great. It actually follows right after the events of the Tournament of Power, which was the, season, the, the episode that I was talking about in the older Dead Bad episode. So it follows right after the events of when he fights against Jiren and all that other shit. So, and, and Wiss is like, oh, so why are you training harder than you have before? You already are strong, Goku. And he's like, no, 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 I want to be, be stronger than strong. I want to be up there where, and I think what he's trying to accomplish is he's trying to learn how to use Ultra Instinct and master to the point he doesn't, because what happened was when Goku fought against Jiren and mastered Ultra Instinct, his mortal body wasn't capable of holding such godlike power for so long, so he took a massive hit, and he lost about 85% of that power. He was pretty much done at that point. If you asked him to do, like, Super Saiyan 2 or 3, you ought to be kidding yourself. So he was done at that point. The only reason why he actually won against Jiren was because he blew himself up, along with Frieza, against Jiren. That was the only way they won. Um, but... With, with this one, it's, uh, it's Brawly doesn't have to go Super Saiyan. That is the thing that everyone's talking about. And it's really, it's frightening to see this man just go up against Frieza, final form Frieza, no Super Saiyan, and whip his ass. Yeah. That is awesome. Like, and, and Frieza looked like he shit himself when he, we, like, I think the first couple hits. And Frieza looks like he just shit himself. I'm like, you know, if Frieza's shitting himself, you know you got a villain on your hands. It's just, it, it looks really, really good. I'm excited for that. I know that was one of the very few trailers that got a lot of positive reviews, and I wanted to talk about it real quick. Um, you know me, I'm like a huge Dragon Ball fan, so. <laughs> so I'm really excited for that one. Hopefully that one knocks it out of the park, because so far a lot of these Dragon Ball movies have been really good ever since its resurgence. You know, you have Battle of Gods and you have Resurrection of F. Resurrection yeah. of F being my favorite because, yo, they, they gave Vegeta a bit of time to do his thing even though Goku killed Thor in a lot of ways, which I'm still upset about. 
And now you have this yeah. where, you know, I'm like so down for it. This is the third movie. Let's go, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, DC is going to be dropping two new movies. Yes, we can get to that. Um, we've, we've got Shazam and we have Aquaman. Um, Shazam, I liked the trailer. I did. Mm. Um, and, and I like the one for Aquaman, too, but, like, I, I have one concern, kind of, as a DC fan, because DC's always been known for taking itself but seriously, like, maybe a little too seriously sometimes. Yeah. To where it's kind of, to where it's kind of corny. Um, but it, it, it's kind of like, it, it feels like right now, WB is swapping over to the way Marvel does things, and I'm just like, fuck, because this is the one thing I did not want to happen. Because um, it's always good to get two sides of the coin, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you've got DC doing their thing over here and Marvel doing their thing over here. Um, it's just, just the way capitalism works. They're like, oh, fuck, Marvel's doing stuff that works. We're going we're gonna to swap over to that now. Um, so, you know, you're going to start seeing characters making a lot of jokes here and there. And they're, they're doing it with two of the characters that are, that are acceptable to me. Like Shazam and Aquaman, all right, you know, it's cool. They're not they're not the darker characters in the universe. But if you're going to have Batman or Hellboy or, or Swamp Thing in a movie, um, I don't even want to say Swamp Thing because I haven't read very much of him. But, um, you know, if you're going to, you know what I'm saying, if you're going to have some more of the serious characters in there, you can't have them cracking jokes left and right. That's, that's one of the things I didn't like about how they treated Batman and Justice League was, you know, he was he was he was quipping, and I was like, all right, but Bruce doesn't do that shit though. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, but the trailers look really good. Um, I like the way they're portraying Shazam. Yeah, I think that's fucking that's fucking amazing. Um, like when the when uh, Billy's friend goes. Uh, you know, do you have superpowers? Can you fly? And this kid's like, uh, dude, I don't even know how to pee in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It was, it was awesome. I forgot of all the trailers, especially the DC ones. I think Shazam won first place for me. I really like Aquaman, too, though. Like, like um, looking at what Atlantis looks like, Yeah. I'm just like, holy fuck, dude. Like, it feels it feels just about as immersive as Avatar. Like it looks like they've done that much time and effort into it. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll put something. I know you don't want to compare it to Marvel, but you know what? When I saw Atlantis, they went as detailed as Black Panther in Wakanda. They did. Mm. They did. Um, and I, that's one of the best things coming out of that Aquaman trailer is they went detailed. Like you want to be part of that immersive world, and a lot of movies. Uh, especially, and Marvel can take a page out of that, too. Like, Marvel did one movie, obviously, Black Panther. They can take a page out of that, too, going forward. We want to see, like, these immersive worlds, because that's how you connect with these characters and these worlds and everything, and that's why you invest. You know, like, when since they have the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, I want to see the, the Baxter building. I want to see everything in that fucking building. Like, that's, that's exactly what you want. And Aquaman knocked it out of the park because... Atlantis looks as detailed as what we got from Black Panther, in my opinion. Yeah. So. 
I'm also appreciating how Aquaman is looking like um, looking like a part origin story or a continuation. Yeah. Um, like they're going back and going like, all right, here's here's how Arthur is, here's where he came from, and then they're flashing forward to um, him making the journey to becoming the king of Planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and segue into. Um, well, keeping on the movie front, uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. We've got some news on that. Oh, you. Um, so this is this is supposedly the the third movie in a string, like what the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, and this is the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which anybody who knows me. Fuck the last Jedi. I hated that movie. I um, oh, you did. Yeah, and fuck that movie to all hell. Well, fucking thank you. Um, yeah, so I guess they released a couple of that photos. I haven't seen them yet. Um, I did, however, read some news that Carrie Fisher will be in the movie, and they're going to be using um, unreleased footage that they didn't have um, in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm fine with that. Um, her daughter, I guess, gave permission for that to be a thing. But it's like, you know, I, I thought I thought they were going to kill her off in The Last Jedi, and they didn't. And I was like, oh, well, then what does this mean for Episode Nine? How are you going to wrap it up, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess they're using some, some unused footage for her, um, which, is, which is definitely still a touchy subject among the community. Yeah. But uh, episode nine, good news, John. Your, your your boy JJ is coming back for for episode nine. I'm very excited for that. Um, JJ Abrams. He uh yes. He directed he directed The Force Awakens, which um, out of the newer Star Wars movies, probably my favorite because I don't know, man. It's just that movie felt like a love letter to the originals. I mean, it followed basically the same plot of episode four. Um, but it, it, it did it differently enough to where I was fine with it. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, that movie was great. And then they, they brought fucking Rian Johnson to do episode eight. And I hated that movie with every fiber of my face. He shouldn't have a job again after that abomination. Um, and by the way, a little props to you because I know you, you know, I'm a, uh, an Abrams fan. So high five to that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, episode nine, JJ's coming back. I, I don't know how. I don't know how. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do to try to to, to justify eight. But we'll see. And maybe JJ Abrams has a plan. Yeah. Um, if it's hopefully, to do it. It's, it's it's Abrams. It's I would never give it to Brian Singer. That man needs to just be done. I, I, um. I'm trying to think of any other uh, director who I would give it to other than just Abrams, just for a minute. Even though Abrams is is a great choice. Um, damn. I, I mean, you can shoot for nostalgia and say Spielberg, but Spielberg's already busy with all the fucking Avatar movies. That even if he wasn't, it's like crossing the streams hardcore. Yeah. Um, I actually did buy Ready Player One yesterday on 4K, which fuck. Nice. Cause you know I had to. 
Oh, yeah. It's so- as soon as they were like, yo, you can climb Mount Everest with bat I was like, I'm down for this All the Easter eggs in there. Like, I was catching shit that I didn't catch when I saw it the first time in the theaters. Yeah. Um, like, when, when uh, Parzal was walking into the, the holiday exhibit, fucking Arkham Knight is leaving. Yeah. Like, like your boy Jason was leaving the building, and I was like, oh, shit, that's Arkham Knight. Jason's like, who? I was like, eh, look, on this game that I own. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I've also got you guys in three uh, games for, uh, for the month of August. So for uh, PlayStation, we are going to be getting, uh, for the month of August, uh, Mafia 3 and Dead by Daylight for PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Um, for PlayStation 3, uh, we're going to get the RPG Bound by Flame and the Shooter Serious Sam 3 BFE. Um, for the Vita, we're going to get uh, Draw Slasher and Space Hulk. Um, being a 40K fan, Space Hulk is definitely going to be on that down list. Um, PlayStation's also offering a bonus PlayStation VR game. Um, so from August 7th, to October 2nd, uh, you can download Here They Lie free for the PlayStation virtual reality system. Um, you can also get Knowledge is Power from August 7th to November 6th. So they're really pushing the, uh, the PlayStation VR stuff. Yeah. Um, so for Xbox, for your games with gold, you're going to be getting uh, August 1st to August 31st, you're going to be getting Forza Horizon 2. Um, August 16th to September 15th, you're going to get For Honor. And uh, for for 360, uh, August 1st through the 15th, you're going to get Dead Space 3. And August 16th through the 31st, you're going to be getting Epic Mickey 2, The Power of 2. So definitely check those out if you guys are interested in any of those. Um, Those are going to be your free games for the month. Speaking of video games, we'll uh, we'll keep on the subject here. I don't know if you are aware of this weekend, but for those that are in the fighting game genre, it is Evo Weekend. Yes, the Super Bowl of fighting games. Oh, no better time to record then. Yes, that that was why I was one of the reasons why I was like, yo, Friday, let's do it because my boys in the FGC are actually in Vegas right now playing. Um, I know Sunday we have Street Fighter Top Eight Finals. Um, so, like, I'm looking forward to seeing some SF5, some Injustice, a little bit of Arc Systems games. So, if, you are, if you're playing DBFZ or any of those games, I'm going to be watching you guys. Um, it's huge. No better time to watch fighting games than EVO. EVO is like, the, again, the Super Bowl, the, the, the NBA Finals of fighting games, man. And, and the best part about it is it looks like a boxing match. It, but you got niggas with fighting, fight sticks. Yeah. So, looking forward to it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully a PS4 lags and Chris G just completely just gets you know pissed off and throws shit. No, I'm kidding. That was like. But John, and and NBC Infinite is getting the showcase at Evo, right? Oh yes. Um. So we we might as well talk about that rumor because I feel like that rumor is going to be brought up again at some point. So here's the thing. By the way, nice troll. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, don't get me wrong. I did catch that troll. I just wanted to get that rumor out of the way before I tell you to go fuck yourself. Oh, trolling down is a favorite fucking thing to do every day. 
Yeah, bring up Age of Ultron again. <laughs> so, uh, for those no. who don't really know... I'll, I'll bring back Apocalypse, it's fine. What happened? I said I'll bring up Apocalypse, it's fine. Oh, God, not that fucking Smurf. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good, you're good. Um, so, the rumor for a lot of people who don't know... Um, even Maximilian Dude has talked about this, too, and he's pretty much denied it, but I'll, I'll go into it anyway. So, there was something that was leaked about a, a month ago for EVO that apparently Capcom has been diligently working on an update to Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which, of course, would be called Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which, ugh, uh, Uncanny, uh, Uncanny Edition, which I'm going to tell you right now I don't think it's going to happen, but if it does happen, this is the perfect place to do it. Um... This sounds like a fucking fighting game, like, fan's wet dream because of just the the roster that it has, the complaints that were going on in the very beginning, and just what's going on going forward. I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, if it does, great. I mean, I'll look into it. I don't know about buying it, but I'll look into it. You know what I'm saying? But um, basically, the roster was going to put a lot of the X-Men characters that were not in Infinite. Um... The argument that was made here was in the beginning of the entire post, which, ironically, the person who posted it was anonymous. I found that very funny. Um, said that um, when Cap well, Capcom was a, got approached by Marvel to make a new Marvel versus Capcom game to promote Avengers Four, now Capcom said yes, but they said well, we want to put X Men characters in it, and I guess the heads at Marvel said no. And when I mean the heads at Marvel, I mean Ike Perlmutter, because I can imagine that man is still, to this day, not wanting to put X-Men characters in, even though he does not know that X-Men characters are in his bandwagon, too. Yeah. You know? Um, but at the time, since we weren't getting the acquisition, that was what was going on. And it did raise a red flag that we did not get any X-Men characters. All we got was Avengers and then Capcom characters. Technically speaking, that's what you got. I mean, yeah, later on the line, they did add Venom, which was cool, and all that other bullshit, and they added Spider-Man in there. But that's one Sony character. You know, a lot of people don't even know this, but Marvel vs. Capcom wouldn't be Marvel vs. Capcom without X-Men characters. You know, so that was what a lot of people were upset at. The casual fans who loved Marvel and loved Capcom that loved all those old games were pissed off because of that very thing. I, myself wasn't just pissed off Deadpool was in it, was not in it, but, like, you cut off Wolverine. I don't understand how one person can have a game like this and not have Wolverine. Yeah, they, they really alienated a lot of people by, by just cutting out their favorite characters. Um, I, I think they hoped to mitigate that by adding new ones. Yeah. But, um, just unfortunately, the, uh, the new ones were, were not as well loved as the, uh, the ones that people had bonded with over the course of uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Oh, of course. And with this rumor, I mean, it basically shoots off a lot of characters that I have not seen in years. Like, there was Jin and Captain Commando. Kyle, I haven't seen Jin and Captain Commando since fucking Dreamcast, dude. <laughs> like, these are characters I've never seen in a, I haven't seen in a long-ass time. And so when I was reading it, I'm like, this is too good to be true. This is a fucking wet dream that if it actually came true, Capcom would make a lot of money out of this, which unfortunately Capcom doesn't think that way because they want to lose money instead of actually make money. 
Yeah, so the uh, the rumor is that they're going to unveil this at Evo, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we might get a, a confirmation or a denial this weekend. Yeah. And I, I hope it, I, I mean, for the sake of this game, I really hope that it is an actual confirmation that this is going on. Because I would get hyped as fuck, like anybody else would, if this was actually the truth. Now, if it's not, great. Thank you for letting me know what I probably already knew all this damn time, because they've been rather silent about a lot of these things. Ever since the game fell off the face of the earth, they've been rather silent about any patches or anything. They've not said jack shit. And that was the biggest confirmation to me, letting me know that Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is dead. And that's what they basically let me know for a long time up until this, this update that Anonymous, this Anonymous source gave out. And get yeah. Um, if it were me, I probably would do a Marvel vs. Capcom 4. I would do it. And I would have it in some way reminiscent of both 2 and 3. Infinite, you can take a bit of the mechanics out of because there are some things in that game that really did it did improve a lot of things that three had a problem with, which I would definitely take off if anything. But I would merge two, three, and infinite. But I would have a lot of the same attributes as two and three, and I would make four right off of that. Dude, my Marvel vs. Capcom four, and then in parentheses, we're sorry. <laughs> If they BP at Evo, I'm done. I'm just saying that when they put Star Wars in the Marvel vs. Capcom game, that's when I will study that shit no end, and we will go at it. <laughs> it would be cool. I'm not going to lie. It would be cool to have some Star Wars shit in there, you know, or, like, just some other element. Like, the, the Versus series, in my opinion, Kyle, was the, um, was what I grew up out of. Like, I love the X-Men versus Street Fighter series. I love, like... If they want to really do other things, like I was talking to Tej about um, uh, the PlayStation All-Stars game they made like several years ago. Well, if they wanted to ever bring that back and compete with Super Smash Brothers, which I'm just going to tell you right now, that's fucking suicide. But if they wanted to, they can definitely put a lot of new characters that they made right now. One character would be Delson from uh, Infamous Second Son. Oh, I, I fully appreciate that that game was a thing. I mean, I didn't delve into it a whole lot. I did download it when it was, like, free for plus. Um, but this was, like, years ago. Uh, and I remember uh, I had, like, just bought the PlayStation Vita, and uh, I had a PlayStation 3 at the time. And we were playing, like, fucking crossplay. I was playing, uh, I was playing it on the Vita, and then a friend of mine was playing it on the PlayStation 3, and we were fighting each other. I thought it was the coolest shit in the world. And then the fact that uh, they had all your favorite PlayStation characters in there, like, you know, the big two I can I can call out is Kratos and uh, Drake. And I was like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. Um, it, but it didn't feel like a real attempt to compete with... Uh, with Smash Brothers to me, it really felt like, uh, oh, this genre is really cool. We're gonna put out a game with our characters in it um, that people can enjoy. Yeah, yeah, and I feel yeah. I mean, I hope they actually continue with that. Hopefully, they they decide coming up with a new mechanic or whatever. But if they do, it'd be really cool to see like Delson versus Crash Bandicoot, and and I just thought of those matchups and, and Teach paused the game. She was like, oh my god, that'd be amazing. I'm just like, yeah, it would. Like, I would be marketing this shit. Um, but, yeah, 
Evo is this weekend, and we'll see what happens, man. I want to see some really hype moments. If I can think of one hype moment from Evo, um, just to dove the, you know, indulge a little bit more into it. Um, it was Chris G versus Justin Wong. That was when I shit myself. Um, Marvel Final was going on, and uh, everyone was saying Chris G was going to win. Chris G at the time was playing uh, Morgan, Doctor Doom, and Virgil, which I told you before, that team is tra team training mode. Um, and uh, Jay Wong was playing like the most YOLO team, but he knew how to use his character, get straight fundamentals. He was playing Wolverine Akuma, which were good in the vanilla version of Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And Storm, which Storm is the equivalent of a goddamn gnat in terms of hitting. But when she does Hailstorm, she makes up for the damage. So they're going back and forth, and uh, the set is even. And I'll never forget it, man. It was, uh, it was Justin Wong's Akuma versus Chris G's whole team. This man beat Chris G's whole team with just Akuma. Holy shit. And did a reset in between the little demon flip that he does in the game. Like he'll do, he'll do a, a combo and then he'll do demon flip right in the, in the air combo. Well, Chris, uh, uh, not Chris G, Justin Wong did not tell anybody that he had a fucking reset in the works. And he did a reset and Chris G was not ready for it. And I was like, oh shit, this man did it. Everybody was going nuts. And you can hear the roar of the crowd right behind him. And I had, my goosebumps were so noticeable, you would have thought I was Killmonger's brother. Damn. It was crazy. Just the roar of the crowd alone. And people were like, Justin Wong, with the reset. I'm just like, my God, dude. And, and I remember right after that whole tournament was over, everybody was playing Marvel. It was you, you went online, and every motherfucker was playing Marvel. Not a single person was playing anything else. It was just, it was insane how he, he really is the Marvel god in, in a lot of ways. Like, there's Yipes, who I give a lot of credit for. I had the privilege of meeting him. Um, you know, there's a few others that are really good at what they do in Marvel. But if you influence that community the way Justin Wong is, you're up on the tippy top. Like, everybody knows your fucking name, you know? Yeah. Like, that man literally is what, I mean, he is the Goku of, of shit. But it's just good to know that it's this weekend, and I'll definitely check it out, if anything. Um, I know we have some comics to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so I did pick up a couple things. Um, I got coming from Amazon. I got that. There's Batwoman Volume One, mm -hmm. Batman Volume Six, and uh, Suicide Squad Volume Two. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, dude, I'm really trying to branch out to these other characters, but every time I go, I go, all right, well, let me get like Wonder Woman Volume One or Superman Volume One. A new Batman Volume comes out. I'm just like, fuck me. All right. <laughs> But, uh, I don't know. I also want to talk about the most recent development. Uh, apparently, the Batman-Catwoman wedding doesn't happen, and she walks. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah. Mm. You had a chance for some real character development in there. And then as far as I know, like, what's happening in the comics right now is uh, Bruce Wayne is actually uh, in jury duty. And he is uh, he's presiding over a case where uh, Mr. Freeze is the uh, uh, the accused. 
And that's really fucking interesting because Batman is the one that put him in prison. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's looking like a conundrum where, uh, like, Mr. Freeze didn't actually do the crime, but Batman actually beat, beat a confession out of him. Mm. Um, like, just due to um, Selena leaving him, Bruce kind of lost his shit a little bit. Yeah. Um, and he, he, like, Freeze was like, I, I literally thought he was going to kill me um, if I didn't tell him I did it. And I was like, that might be a manipulation on Frieza's part. But I'm just like, fuck. Like, you know, what happens when... Uh... Also, that's a major conflict of interest where Bruce Wayne is in the jury and he's the guy that put him, put him where he is. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just pretty, a pretty funny situation for Bruce to be in. Like, I don't know who thought of that as a situation, but props, because that's fucking hilarious. How do you feel about the uh, the trial of Batwoman? Because I know that was like the last real thing I read. The trial of Batwoman? Yeah. I don't know if you read that one, but uh, very interesting if you if you haven't. I'll give it a nice read, but I'll tell you right now, they were doing uh, the trial based off of her actions when she killed off Clayface. Oh, is that in, uh, is that in Detective Comics? Yeah. Like, they, they did something where um, the entire Bat family got together, and they were weighing on whether or not she should be in the family itself. Um, and it was, it, was, it was Bruce Wayne, it was Tim Drake, it was Jason Todd, it was everybody, right? And Tim gives the speech first. Like, he just lays it out, right? I don't know if you want me to tell it. No, no, you're good. Okay. Um, like, I buy, these, I buy these in volumes, so it's probably one of those things where it's in volume six or seven, and it's one of the volumes I haven't been able to get to yet. Okay. But I know it happens, and I'm definitely going to read it, because I'm just like, Kate, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, I will tell you this. It's very surprising to note that Damien is quiet during all of this. You know, Damien's a little shit. Yo, my man is quiet during all this shit. Like, everyone else had their speak. The ones that made the biggest vocal points were, uh, were Barbara and Tim. Both of them said their piece on what happened. Uh, Grayson was, was, again, being the light side of the entire Bat family and said, hey, listen, you know, maybe she was doing this for good intentions. I wouldn't know because I wasn't there. I don't know if Clayface changed. But what I do know is that Kate would do this under good intentions. So I say she should. Um, And you know what? Surprisingly, Jason agreed with him. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that was one of the things. Jason agreed. He's like, you guys would think that because she killed somebody, I'm going to go ahead and side with her. That's not the point. And he went in. I'm like, you know what, Jay? Out of every single one of these fucking kids, you probably are the most grown up. Bro. You know, because Barb was, like, yelling at Bruce, like, oh, this is not because you want, this is not because of the trial. It's because you wanted her in this group and because it was because of Tim that this happened and because you wanted her in the group the entire time. And she's yelling at bats, and I'm just like, Barb, you're going to get, like, shot by Jason one of these days. Not because of the fact that you're just acting like a dumbass, because, quite quite frankly, it's just, man wanted it, man wanted some cooch, and you didn't give it to him. Damn. I, I kid when I say that, because I'll, I'll never forget that, that whole scene where he's like, he has the phone in his hand, and he's like, I can call her, but my self-esteem sucks. 
Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it was an interesting, uh, it was an interesting uh, issue because I was like, dude, you know, what would you do in the case? Would you still have her in the family because maybe she had good intentions to go after Clayface or would you kick her out because, well, Bax doesn't shoot and kill. You killed, you technically shouldn't. Yeah, and it's kind of a it's it's kind of a double shitty situation because it was actually a guy that Bruce was trying to reform. Yeah. Like and for a minute it was working. Um I mean obviously, you know, if he takes that bracelet off, Clayface starts coming into play. Um when when it's just um what's his name? I think it's Marco. Mm-hmm. Um when it's when it's just him, like in his human form, he's good. Yeah. So, it, but um, I heard that happened, and I was just like, you know, I can see Kate doing it because of her background yeah. and uh, who she is as a person. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, so it was an interesting issue. Um, but Kyle, I think we need to get down the eight thousand pound elephant in the room that everyone, including or well, myself included, has been getting blown up about, which is the live action Titans trailer that everybody wants us to talk about. Hey, John, fuck that man. <laughs> I know, right? I don't. Uh, oh my god! All right, okay, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> I know, it's like, I don't want to talk about it either, but you know what, we might as well. Alright, Titans trailer. Uh, there are, there's some things that I like, and there are a lot of things I don't like. Um, some things that I liked, uh, casting. Um, not for all the Titans, because we haven't seen very much of Beast Boy yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen very much of Raven yet, and what we have seen of Starfire has been kind of eh. Yeah. Um, Robin, though, holy shit! Like whoever they cast as Robin looks fucking great. Um, aside from the whole fuck that in our mind, which they were like, "You're gonna say this now," but I don't know. And and also. Snyder confirmed that in BBS, the Robin in the case was Grayson. Yeah. I heard um, that. But we also don't know the state of the Robin in the case. We don't know if he's dead or if that was just um, an old suit, you know? I mean, we can infer that he's dead because Bruce has this thing where all of the dead Robins, just their suits go into cases. I don't know, man. Uh, Snyder saying that, I, I disagree with him. I know Warner Brothers disagreed with him, too, and said, no, that's not Grayson, that's Jason. Um, well, if it, if it were me, um, personally, and if I was if I was calling the shots, I'd, I'd kind of, um, I'd pull this. I'd have it not be Grayson or Jason. I'd have it be Tim. Oh, shit. Because he has the, uh, he has the staff. I mean, if you wanted to say that BVS is that far in advance, you know, to the point where we already have Jason back from the fucking dead, he's Red Hood. You already have Grayson as Nightwing. And then you brought Tim, 
and then you wanted to have a little current comics continuity and said, yeah, Tim is dead. All right, that makes sense. I, I would go with it. Um, I didn't think... Cause it's, fucking up, it's fucking up Bruce even further because Grayson leaves. Jason dies, comes back, doesn't work with Bruce anymore. Tim comes into the picture and dies, and then Bruce is like, well, fuck, nothing's working. Yeah. Um, mm, that's 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 a good one. I would say that that'd be a really interesting. If they really ran with that, I'd be cool with it. A hundred percent, I would be. Um, and then you know we could see you know Jason you know show up. Maybe like a prequel movie. Obviously, Under the Red Hood would be something that I would want more than anything else. I'm telling you, they don't have to really fix the worlds of DC as they want to call it because I, I I'm calling the DCEU. I think that's fucking stupid as shit to call it that. Um, it is the DCEU, that's what it is. Yeah, I know, but they're just like, oh, we're going to change our name. We're the world of DC now. I'm like, the fuck? This is not freaking universal, dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They can, they can call it what they want as, as long as they write it the right way. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, I can get behind that, though. That That's a, that's a valid point. You know, that, that's something that I'd probably like to see more than anything else, you know. Um, in terms of, uh, yeah, just it, it, in terms of the Titans trailer, I didn't like it at all. There are certain things that maybe I could be like, cool, but I was more indifferent and then Slash didn't like it more so than me actually giving a thumbs in the middle or thumbs up, if that makes any bit of sense. Uh, and I'll get into it as well. Um, Grayson. Great casting, but I did not like any of the shit that he said. Um, the costume. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, the costume though looks badass as fuck. I mean, that that right there is what I would think he looks like if that's Grayson. That was great. Um, Starfire. I don't think I. I don't think I like the way they're portraying um, Starfire or Raven, as a matter of fact. Oh, I was about to get to her. But, but yeah, continue. Oh. If I, I think I've never raised harder than Apocalypse. She's second on the goddamn list. Oh, no. How do you literally, I'm sorry, I'm going to yell. How do you literally put fire in her name? Her name is Starfire, but you literally give her fire in her hand. I would love to meet the six-year-old intern who thought that was a great idea. Yeah, that's one of those things where, um, Whoever's making the material didn't, didn't look at one comic and go, oh, these are her powers. It just, it bothered me to the nth degree. I'm like, listen, this is why Marvel's kicking your ass. They're actually reading shit. You're just grabbing things from comics and just making it into your own. I get it. It's a show slash movie adaptation. But what did I tell you about Origins? When you fuck a character that hard in the ass to the point I got to see Baraka pool on screen, you know you done fucked it up. Yeah. You know, mm, I don't want to be this loud when it comes to it, but I have to be loud because, damn, I, I saw a lot of those comments from people who love that character. And that was the one character that I heard a lot of people be vocal about. How do you literally put fire in her, in her hand and and think that star fire like you have to be literal with the shit. Yeah. Like the hair. Cool. 
I don't mind. That actually looks pretty cool. But the fact that you gave her fire instead of Starbucks, that right there pissed me off. And then there's Raven. Holy dude. I was like, so you gave a girl CG powers and all of a sudden you got good Charlotte playing in the background. This is not fucking Raven, dude. I, I wish we could go back to the original fighting show. Well, speaking of that, to calm me down a little bit, because, Jesus, my blood pressure is to the point that's going to rise and I'm going to punch something and I don't want to hit anything in my girlfriend's room. Um, so, apparently, there is some good news about that. Uh, they said if Teen Titans go to the movies does good, we're getting a season six of the original Teen Titans. Bullshit. Bullshit. No, I'm calling bullshit. No fucking way. Okay. No way. That's not going to happen, John. What's going to happen is they're going to give us, like, I don't know what fucking DVT plans to go with on because that's trash. Okay. But they're going to give us another season of that. Because what kind of sense does it make? Like, if one form of media is doing good, they're going to give us a different form. Okay. And this is what I have to say about it. I don't agree. I don't agree with it so much. Here's here's what I think is gonna happen. Okay. This is what I think is gonna happen. Teen Titans, the original Teen Titans, is probably gonna go down the same way that Toonami went down, where they're gonna go ahead and show us maybe one episode and get us all hype and everything, and then the fans are gonna shove their eight-inch dick in Cartoon Network's ass, and they're gonna bring that show back. That's what's gonna happen. Uh, that's a good I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, and, I, and I'll say it right now. I didn't. I never thought Toonami would ever come back, right? They did an April Fool's episode, and Cartoon Network got death threats. They brought it right the fuck back. They were like, oh, shit, all right, you guys love this. We don't want to die. Don't blow up any of our cars, please. Just, we'll bring it back. And I have to believe that this is actually the truth here, that I think – I don't think Teen Titans Go is going to weigh in on the original Teen Titans. I think because, well, first of all, I think this live action show, the backlash of it, this is the way of saying I'm sorry because they know that this live action show is going to wreak ass. They have to know. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It, it's weird because, like, okay, so Teen Titans Go. How, what is their logic from, from a business standpoint there? Like, all right, guys, if this one thing that kind of pokes fun at the thing that you guys enjoy, if you guys go watch this thing, then we'll make um, another season of the content that you guys actually like. It's like it seems I can go that much in the shitter that you you are completely willing for it to be, you know, just kind of a, a ploy to get out the uh, the other show. <laughs> you're, you're trying to get people to go see that movie that bad that you're like, hey, we'll bribe you. It's it's bad. Like I read that and I was like, whoa, that is terrible. Like, why would you even do it? Is my only guess. You know, um, you're right. No, no, no. The the logic is is flawed as shit. It really is. But I think what's going to happen is it's going to turn back on them for them. They, they have to bring it back because the live action show is ass. 
The cartoon that they have right now is ass, and they want to make money off Titans. You have to bring the original shit back. And if it's not us saying it, it's a lot of people out there, the community, will actually speak and be vocal. The same people who brought Deadpool on the screen will be the same ones that bring that back. I will tell you that. I will 100% put my stamp of approval on that. If there's any loud, vocal people, it's comic fans. That is true. If they don't like something, they will fucking let those actors know. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know? Like, I, I still think that you have 20th Century Fox employees that were, like, really nervous when they put Deadpool on screen because they were like, man, I don't think this is going to happen. And then they had to force, they had to eat Ryan Reynolds' dick for so long because they're like, oh, shit, this actually was doing good. Like, I didn't think this was going to do good. But those same people were being forced by us to bring that shit out there. If, if, if we could bring Deadpool on the screen, I'm going to say this right now, and I said it to uh, our friend Tony because I pretty much predicted Final Fantasy VII Remake to happen, and we got videos, and everyone got hyped, and he was like, whoa, John, how did you, how did you predict that? I'm like, nigga, if Deadpool is in the screen, anything can happen at this point. Yeah, um, I, I, I would like to take this moment, this, this small intermission, to let anybody who might be listening know that we are not angry people. We are, in fact, very kind and sometimes funny. <laughs> we are just really passionate about the things we like. And when when studios do this kind of thing where it's like, hey, we can make money, but we have to ruin the characters that you enjoy. Is that cool with you? That's cool? All right, let's put it out. Um, <laughs> I just did this funny thing on Instagram the other day where it was like, somebody was like, if you flip Venom backwards, you can see the reason they made it. And like, they took the whole graphic of Venom and they flipped it around and it looked like it stole money. <laughs> that is hilarious. So it's, it's just one of those things, man. It's like when you... That's why that's why a lot of directors they don't want to touch anything now. Like a lot of people wanted to direct a Star Wars movie, and then they saw the backlash that the Last Jedi got, and now a lot of directors are like, "I will never direct a Star Wars movie in my entire life because of what happened there." They're afraid to touch it because if they touch it, they know that if they if they fuck it up, or if the writers fuck it up, or if the actors fuck it up, then the, the big name, which is the director that's attached to it, is going to get shit. Yeah. You're not wrong. Like, to add to your point, you know, we've had a lot of instances where, you know, a director will touch a movie and it just, it falls flat on its ass. And it's not because maybe the director is part of it, but it's because of the writers, you know, a lot of ways. And to be completely fair, you know, one team, I'm not trying to be biased with the whole Deadpool team, but that's a team that you know will produce a good movie. You have the writers of Zombieland, and you have David Leach, which is the director. All three of them are friends. If you have the cast become a team, then it works. You know, when it comes to, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we'll throw them out there. When you have a, a Kevin Feige that's also helping out with the creative visions, 
and he they, he, he lets people like a Ryan Cooler do back uh, you know Black Panther you know um, uh, I'm trying to think of the Russos do any of the the Infinity War movies or Captain America for that matter when you have a team it works when they're not in congruency with each other that's when you have a really bad movie. Mm-hmm. That's and and some, of it, some of it I do want to bring up is the fans' fault. Like, some of, some of the, the fan base, um, and, 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 you know, whatever you have. I mean, sure, we do, we do our fair share of bitching on a podcast. That's the thing that happens. Yeah. Um, and, 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 well, it's, it's part of this era of negativity about about fandoms. Um, when the creators of this content uh, do something that is out of the normal or fans don't like, it's it's very easy now with social media to comment on it, um, and it it kind of perpetuates this this negativity, which is why directors are backing off of Star Wars now. Um, because you know, some people aren't reasonable. You know, like we'll get on there and we like we'll, we'll get on on the podcast and we'll go. We don't like what's going on here, and here's why. What are what are your guys' thoughts? But there are some people that are 100 percent dead ass sending death threats, and it's like you don't have don't go that far ever. Like it's not something to get that upset about. You know. Yeah, exactly. The world is so flooded with media and, and stuff to consume that it's like, go go do something else that you enjoy, right? Like, you know, let's, let's say you like The Dark Knight Returns, but the new Batman Rebirth comic that comes out, you absolutely hate. Go watch something that you like, you know? Like, I hate The Last Jedi to death. I still own it on DVD because, unfortunately, it's part of the canon. But I, I hate it. But I also take it in with the series as a whole. Um, like, granted, I don't like the movie by itself. I'm waiting to see what they can do to correct whatever mistakes were in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, being that I don't like it, I'll go watch some other Star Wars content that I enjoy. You know? Yeah, it's not... Definitely. Um, not that big a deal. And the same could be said for me. Who A lot of the people who listen, I know I'm a very loud New Yorker, but I'll tell you right now, you can ask Kyle, I've never sent a death threat to any of these companies. Oh. Yo, I'll just flat down in the face. Tell them to go get a New York style pizza. Like, is there any good New York style pizzas in Florida? Yo, Eddie and Sam's up in, in Tampa for the win. Um, but... Yeah, like, when it comes down to it, I'll, I'll even, I'll throw my two cents on this. If I don't like Deadpool 2, which I know people would look at me and give me a lot of flack for it, it's cool. I'll go read some good shit. Like, a, I'll go read a Joe Kelly comic or a Gail Simone comic from, from the Deadpool series. And, you know, I'll, I'll be happy with that, you know what I'm saying? Or if, if I want to, if I'm not happy with the current direction of Captain America, which, I mean, I think that's a valid point for anybody who reads, reads Marvel these days. I'll go read Ed Brubaker's shit, which is probably my favorite of the bunch. I'll go read that shit just to, you know, calm down and cool off and read something good for a change. I'm not going to flip the shit out, go 
go up to like you know Marvel Studios and go have my pitchforks ready to go stab a fucker in the in the in the throat. I'm not gonna do that shit. Yeah, it's it's like like this is kind of our appeal to anybody who's listening. If you if you don't like a, a part of the uh, the content that was created and you you know you absolutely hate it, like in my case of the Last Jedi, like just go do something else, dude. Don't do something cathartic. Calm down, um, and then and then come back to it and and try to reevaluate it. You know. Like it's not, it's not the end of the world that somebody made a Star Wars movie that's part of the canon, and you hate it. Yeah. Which I mean. Also a message to myself because God, damn it, Rian Johnson, God damn it. I mean, Kyle makes a very valid point for all that are listening. It's like that's that's how I would do it too. Um, which again, it leads me to uh, some positive stuff. You know, comic of the week. And I think I was talking to you about it, Kyle. Uh, Gail Simone's Deadpool. Not many Ooh. people dive into that. But for the few that do, that actually know about it, um, it actually wasn't bad for me. I actually liked it. It was pretty cool. She did everything from the Agency X series up until the DP Inc. series. So everything that included Sandy, that included um, Outlaw, that included uh, Agent X, all that stuff, that included her in the whole thing. And um, she was pretty funny. She had some really cool inputs and everything. She actually was the person who wrote the uh, the scooter for Deadpool. She wrote that in there. Um, you know, the the same scooter that had Taskmaster on there, and, and Taskmaster with his iconic costume and everything else included. And uh, she did have some pretty interesting uh, topics to talk about. Like there was a there was a moment where Deadpool was walking in the hospital to go check out you know Sandy, and Sandy at the time was dating some dude. By the way, for those that don't know who Sandy Brandenburg is, that was the, she's the girlfriend of Taskmaster and is the assistant of Deadpool. Mm. Just to go ahead and let you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Sandy was dating somebody and she got, she, it, was, it was basically tackling an issue on, on domestic violence. She was, in the, uh, she was in the hospital room and she was beaten up pretty badly. And, you know, Taskmaster was there for her as a friend and then becoming her boyfriend. And then Deadpool was like, all right, where the fuck is he? What's his address? What's his, you know, and he starts naming it. And, um, you know, it really, it, it showed that Deadpool was not just this funny character. Like, Kelly and Simone did one thing for Deadpool that I, I think Gary Dugan did was he's not just a funny character. He has layers and depth to him that I really appreciate. Um, you know, a, a lot of the time you get a Daniel Way comic, you read it, and you're like, okay, God fucking damn it, it's not always a joke. Yeah. You know, like, you want some kind of depth into the character where you know inside he's hurting. And that's what I love a lot about the the Joe Kelly, Gail Simone stuff. Yeah, it is, it is slapstick at times, in which I, I tend to laugh myself, but... You do get to learn a lot about Deadpool's history through not only Kelly's run, but also the Cable and Deadpool series, which you learn a lot about his origin story, about, like, you know, his mother being a fucking bitch and his dad being in the military, to, um, you know, stuff where it's Deadpool is the top mercenary ever, which leads to DP Inc., 
which is one of my favorites. Deadpool is like the top mercenary in the world. He owns his own building. Sandy is still his assistant, and he's making fucking money. Like, this is the same money that you can think that he made off the movies. <laughs> like, he's just diving in the shit at this point. Um, and so, and, and again, he's pretty much OP in this case. Like, he still has his teleporter. He still, you know, does this and that. He's making quick bucks. You know, and it was it was interesting. Like I, people say it was somewhat stagnant, but it was it was pretty good for the most part. It wasn't too bad. It was. I mean, Kelly's was better. I know. I I, I hop on that man's nuts a lot, but Kelly's was better. Um, but Gail Simone's is a great alternative to read some stuff, along with Wade Wilson's War, and uh, which again that dives into a bit of his history, along with Cable and Deadpool, which is my personal favorite. Yeah. Um. The Clone Saga? Fuck that comic. Um, no, John, it's the best Spider-Man story ever. Yo. Oh, speaking of DC, I thought I would cover this because I actually did read this up here. Um, so you and me both know this, along with many others who are in the comic community who do read on a frequent basis, that Brian Michael Bendis is part of DC. And yes, we will do the Bendis portion of the show. Bendis. Bendis. You know, that'll be our thing going forward. Like, that will be, like, the thing we mentioned. Bendis. Bendis. So, uh, apparently they thought Bendis was going to change up the landscape for DC and change up Superman. But, apparently, uh, the sales for Superman are underwhelmingly low. Mm. Yeah, like, he's just not doing a good job overall. Um, they Again, they thought this man was going to do really well. I'm like, you do realize Bendis hasn't sold shit in a long time. You do that, right? Like, ever since Ultimate Spider-Man, the original, back in 2000, right? Yeah. Like, that man hasn't sold much anything. And now you think he's going to change Superman. No. Why me? I got to start reading from Spider-Man. Bruh. But uh, it's like the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff was really, really good. I'll give Bendis credit for that. He did really good with it. But after that, he was shit. A lot of things did not make any sense, you know. And so the fact that DC thought that he would do well with Superman, I'm just like, kill yourselves. If you thought he was going to do good, look at his track record. 18 long years, this man actually wrote something good. And I feel bad for those fans of Superman to have to deal with that. Yeah. You know, if I had to deal with Daniel Way as Batman, I'm not that bad, Daniel Way as Batman, Daniel Way with Deadpool. I don't, I don't know what bad writer for, for Batman. I, I mean, I couldn't tell you. I mean, was there a bad writer for Batman? Um, not from what I've read, but I'm probably the worst person to ask, given that I'm Pretty, pretty damn new to comics. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a bad choice by King to have fucking, uh, to have a uh, Selena walk. But, uh, I'm going to stick with it. And I'm going to see what happens later in the line. Yeah. But it's just, uh, it's crazy, dude. Um, I think the second to last thing to talk about is, uh, what we were talking about on the phone prior to this whole conversation. 
um, the Marvel Fox acquisition is official. Thank God. Yes. Um, and what do you do to um, to bring this to the forefront next? Because what they said was is that the the merger press conference, whatever the case may be, will be early next year. And I'm going to say January because if you want to make if you want to start off the year with something huge, you start it off with that, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's official for those that are in the know-how or in the not know-how. It's like, hey, that's that's what's going on. And, um, yeah, Fantastic Four, X-Men, and a whole bunch of other properties get to come back to Marvel Studios. And people are like, where do you start off first? And I said, why don't you start off with the comics and characters that have been bastardized the most? And you market uh, Marvel's first family, the Fantastic Four. Um, which I know you and Teach asked me, like, are you really wanting to do that? I'm just like, yeah, why not? Bring the whole culture of what the Fantastic Four is good for, you know, um, along with the culture of the of the characters and the origin, and and really remarket those, you know, and really uh, not retcon everything, but like, you know re you know reprint some of the older finer comics and and really make it a celebration yeah and you know what this is what marvel is good at marvel um like if, if they make new fantastic four movies marvel's gonna fucking kill it because marvel knows that what the fans want is you know comic accurate superheroes on the big screen um i mean granted they're gonna uh, twist it a little bit, like as far as story goes, and then, you know, they're going to look a little different. But other than that, the characters are going to remain the same. Um, and that's, that's, that's really what they excel at, dude. Like, that's why I think everybody's so excited to get um, everything that Fox lost back. Because they know that Marvel's going to get in there and clean house. You know, all right. This is trash, this goes, this can stay, this goes, you know? Yeah. Most definitely. And I think, yeah, you're right. They do really well when they come out and, and really, you know, not only reprint, but also, you know, take control of certain characters. Um, I know they were being very vocal on, and this is off a source that I read off of Instagram, which the source is very close to Marvel. Um, they're going to recast everybody except Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Ooh. Yeah. And also, um... They I don't know about that. I like, I like to do co-op. Yeah, I do too. And I love Josh Brolin as, as a Cable, even though he's not, you know, six foot five or whatever. It doesn't have to be that. I mean, he did really good for what it was worth, even though in an interview he said he didn't do as good as he wanted to do. That seems to be a lot of uh, a big thing with actors that do comic books too, though, because, uh, uh, they all said a lot of the same thing. You know, it's like I don't, I don't think I gave the performance of Batman that I wanted to. Mm. Which is, which is kind of interesting because you know, it's like at least the actors are like, man, I really want to bring this to the forefront for the fans because I know they love this character and I want to do it justice. Yeah. Which Brolin, holy fucking shit, he did he kill Cable. I was like, damn. With the whole prison scene, I was like, oh, my God. Brolin, ah, please. You're good. 
and he, he again he did a lot of what I've always known out of cable very gruff very to the mission but he does get influenced by Deadpool a little bit and you and I both know in the ending he does um, and so very happy that he did uh, cable hopefully he does it again because you're gonna need a character outside of Thanos to really work with um, and so yeah everyone except Ryan Reynolds is recasted and also this is the big news too um, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, and X-Force got canceled. I mean, I'm angry. Yeah. They canceled both of those movies. Um, X-Force, which was a big one for myself that I wanted to see. But here, here it is. You could run a Deadpool 3. I've mentioned this a thousand fucking times. You can, you can do a Deadpool 3. And you can make that shit epic or you could do a Deadpool Homecoming like I've always, I've, I've done the pitch for um, and either or I think Deadpool Homecoming is better because to be honest with you I don't think anyone's ready for T-Ray yet I don't think no one's ready for T-Ray yeah like if you really want to bring T-Ray in this you go right ahead and you do it but I don't think anyone's ready just yet for it you know because it's, it's a lot to unpack out of that character um but when you do a Deadpool Homecoming with a Captain America, a Taskmaster, and maybe a MODOK, that sounds appealing to the masses. You know, especially MODOK of all things. Like, how can you make MODOK cinematic would be the challenge. Yeah. You know, it's a fucking Humpty Dumpty in a rocking chair that controls AIM. Like, how do you make that into a, a, a cinematic character? But if there's any studio that can do it, it's the MCU. And then Taskmaster, Jesus! If I, if I'm telling you right now, if you're gonna say, if we're gonna watch this movie together, if this movie ever happens, I'm gonna have goosebumps because anything with Taskmaster Deadpool is exciting to me. It really fucking is. I'm, I'd be excited as shit to see that. Um, yeah, that'd be good. But overall, it's like, you know. Um, the one thing I think we're going to probably... I think they're going to debut Deadpool and many of the other characters uh, with the present being the scroll invasion. I think that's where they're going to they're gonna invoke a lot of these characters. Because... For sure. The scrolls are not to be fucked with. You're going to need an army to fight against these fuckers. Like, they thought Thanos was something? No. you still got Galactus. you still got King the Conqueror. you still got many other villains to deal with, I mean, you got Adam Warlock, but then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I think we need to talk about that. Mm. I don't know if you heard what was going on. Obviously, you and me both know James Gunn got fired. Yeah. But the, uh, the cast have spoke up about Marvel. Don't think you know that one. No. Yeah. They they talked about it. They it's one of those situations where if you don't bring this man back, that cast is walking. That's what the press blew it up to be. Um they mentioned on quote that, you know, hey listen, we understand that James Gunn made these jokes or if you want to call them jokes, um, you know, ten years ago, yada yada yada. Um, but alas, the problem you have is that it was on Twitter. You know, you got to watch what you put on Twitter. But 
it's a tough situation to even stomach because you can bring him back, but it's a PR nightmare for, for Marvel, which they're not going to want to deal with. You know, we're talking about a family-friendly, well, Disney, most of all. This is a family-friendly, you know, uh, company. And you're bringing back a man that talked about pedophilia and rape. Yeah. Ten years or not, that's a tough thing to do. It is. It's, it's, it's one of those really tough situations. Um where you can understand both sides. Yeah. And at the same time, there's still the whole aura of, this is fucked up, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. I, I can look at it critically and get both sides of the argument. Like, yeah, it was 10 years ago, people changed, whatever. And then there's the other side where it's like, no, dude, the fact that you talked about it at all, it's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. You're not lying. Well, I don't know. I mean, the cast walking, that's kind of... That's a weird decision on the cast part. Um, I don't know. It's a a whole messed up situation um, that they're in right now. It really is. It's one of those situations where it's like, if it happens, I don't think Guardians is going to happen because you got to meet dates. You got to, because you know how they are. You got to meet these dates, these shooting dates, and then the press tours that happened, and then the movie, and then going worldwide. And, you know, um, so if they don't meet these dates, the movie's not happening, you know, and, and that really is unfortunate because Guardians to a lot of people has meant a lot. As, as a matter of fact, there are people who like Guardians more than the Avengers. You know, and so it would mean a lot to those people if you did have that included. But, I mean, alas, you have this situation. You don't know. Um, and they had some people at the helm to take up the uh, the directing positions uh, for, you know, Guardians. But it's tough because James put his own spin on things. And it makes you think and it makes you have all these feelings. And that's what a movie should do anyway. But he did that for... A YOLO project. How many people can tell you that? Yeah. You know, I'll give him credit where credit is due. You know, whatever what he said in the past, it's whatever. Because it, we all said some dumb shit ten years ago. Okay. Um, it just it never got on Twitter. That's the argument that many people make here. But, you know, it's going to be really tough going forward with that. But Disney... It sucks for me to say it. Disney's making the right call for not bringing him back because that's going to backlash to everything else. And also, perhaps maybe that was the trade-off because I don't think many people thought of this one, but maybe that was the trade-off for getting the things that they got over here because they were in hot water anyway because of the uh, Bill Lasseter uh, Pixar story. You know, Fox was like, I don't know if we want to sell this to you because you got somebody who's willing to make really inappropriate stories about this. And he works in your camp. What do you do? Do you take the properties that you're going to have anyway because you paid the most and fire the guy or keep the man hired and kind of teeter-totter with the idea you may lose the chance to, to buy these things? 
It sounds evil. It sounds corrupt. But that was probably what was going on here. You know, and it just so happens that maybe Fox found those tweets that like, wait a minute, we're giving you this, and you got a man talking about this on Twitter? What's going on? Yeah. You know, it, 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 it sucks to bring that up and to say that James Gunn was collateral damage, but that's probably the situation. You know, it's, I, I had to think about that. I was like, they already got hit once for the Pixar scandal. And they maybe found that too. And Disney probably knew. Disney does background checks on everybody they hire. I'm pretty sure they knew about James Gunn's tweets. You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. You know, it's, 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 I'm pretty sure a background check doesn't entail everything you've ever tweeted ever. Well, yeah. Um, just your, your criminal record and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it, it's a really fucked up situation. It really is. Oh. It bombs me the hell out that you have, you know, a, such a great franchise being thrown in by this controversy. But, you know, shit happens. And uh, hopefully they can find a solution for this. You know, if they hire him back, great. You know, I, I'll be definitely happy to see Volume 3. Hopefully it doesn't hurt Disney and it doesn't hurt Marvel because of it. Um, hopefully it's a homecoming for him, you know, which would be great. But... You know, we'll, we'll yeah. you know. And if not, I mean, I have zero doubts that Marvel can hire somebody else to direct it and do it well. Yeah. They seem to have a, a pretty robust pool of directors that can handle their movies in a, in a satisfactory way. Yeah. I thought I'd bring one last thing up. I was reading this on online, and I thought it was a very interesting thing to talk about on Dead Bad. Um, it involves video games, but this is interesting. Uh, a man breaks up with his girlfriend to do Call of Duty tournaments. <laughs> oh my god, I did, I did read about this and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That is dedicated to his goals. I just, uh, I don't know what the fuck this kid was thinking, but okay, we can go right into it. This kid was dating this girl this Mexican model, and, you know, apparently, he was going to propose and get married to this girl, but he's like, yo, I really am just so busy with this fucking thing that I got to go run and do Call of Duty tournaments because I make lucrative money and I got to stay focused. Bitch, you're getting married. I mean, I don't know, dude. It is, it is what it is. At the end of the day, it's his choice to make, and it's, um, you know, some some stuff in in people's lives take take more priority than others. Maybe it was a relationship that wasn't um, really the best for for him. Maybe psychologically, you know. I hope um, that is the case. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, if you can if you can put a relationship to the wayside like that, you know, that that easy, it probably wasn't. Um, I don't know. Fucking. All I can say is this guy's a trip. Yo, because I read. Trip. I read that my day got better because that was funny. I I couldn't stop laughing. It's funny the Solomon monster talked about it on his show too, and I was like, wait a minute, you do a wrestling podcast, and you're talking about this 
kid for Call of Duty, and I just realized how crazy the story got, and I was just like, okay, if there's something we got to end the show off with, it's got to be this. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I scratched my head, and I'm just like, I don't know if I could ever do that for fighting games. But, I mean, if the guy is happy, the guy is happy. If the guy's making money enough to live off and, you know, to live off, that's great. Because you and I both know esports, along with, uh, you know, the major league gaming, I mean, peeps make money off this shit. Yeah. You know, if you make money off this shit, that's great, you know. Um, apparently the girl went on, uh, you know, a tirade too, and she talked about it. Um, and it's just, I mean, bruh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the woman was gorgeous, but the woman was gorgeous. I'm not thinking about that for a minute, but I'm like, damn, you, like you said, it, it must've been a really bad relationship if you just gave it easily away. Yeah. It's one of those things where, you know, you could probably be the prettiest person in the world and have a really, like, trash personality. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Call of Duty? <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, it's a battlefield tournament. I get it. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it was a battlefield tournament. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I understand, but it was Call of Duty, and it's like, eh. It's like, dude, I, I just, I couldn't even, I couldn't even wrap my mind around that shit. I was like, what? But, yeah. yeah. But, um, overall, guys, um, I know we're going to be doing more of Season 2. Episode 2 will be probably uploaded. You know, maybe next week. We'll see what happens, because I know you and I, I mean, we've been... I know we got stuff going on for MegaCon Tampa, so we'll, that'll be the last date that I have for cons, um, along with, you know, Kyle. So we will be there for all three days. Um, but, mm, yeah, aside from that, we'll definitely get all these uh, these new episodes uploaded and everything. And as always, I'm the Trigger Happy Chatterbox. And I'm the world's greatest detective. Dead bad. Stay golden, guys. Stay golden. A shot calling. We'll take it back to the days of yes, y'all, man. We're holding on to what's golden. We're holding on to what's golden. We're not calling a shot calling. We'll take it back to the days of yes, y'all, man. We're holding on to what's golden.